epilogue part two of a common story by ivan goncharov translated by constance garnett eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine epilogue part two pyotr ivanitch walked with resolute steps up to his wife and took her hand you know liza he said what a part i play in official life i am looked on as the most capable secretary in the ministry this year i shall offer myself for the privy council and i shall certainly receive a post do not imagine that my career is ended there i may go higher still and arrive at she looked at him puzzled waiting to know what this was leading up to i never doubted your abilities she said i am quite convinced that you will not stop halfway but will reach the highest no i shall not in a few days i shall send in my resignation resignation she said in astonishment starting up yes what for i have more to tell you you know that i have made an arrangement with my partners and the factory belongs to me alone it brings me in forty thousand net profit without any trouble it goes like a machine wound up i know what of it inquired lizaveta alexandrovna i am giving it up what are you talking about pyotr ivanitch what is the matter with you said lizaveta alexandrovna with increasing amazement looking at him in dismay what is this for i don't comprehend i can't understand can you really not understand no said lizaveta alexandrovna in perplexity cannot you understand that seeing how depressed you are how your health is suffering from the climate i don't think much of my career in my factory if i cannot take you away from here and devote the remainder of my days to you liza did you think me incapable of sacrifice he added reproachfully so it is for my sake said lizaveta alexandrovna still bewildered no pyotr ivanitch she added earnestly deeply moved for god's sake no sacrifices for me i will not accept it do you hear i absolutely will not for you to give up working growing rich and distinguished and for my sake god forbid i cannot bear this sacrifice forgive me i was too petty for you too worthless too weak to understand and appreciate your lofty aims and noble labours you should not have had such a wife magnanimity still said pyotr ivanitch shrugging his shoulders my intentions are not to be altered liza good god what have i done i was thrown like a stone across your path i am a hindrance to you what a singular fate she added almost in desperation if i am not wanted if i am not needed in life will not god have pity on me will he not take me to be a hindrance to you you are wrong in supposing this sacrifice is hard for me to make i have had enough of this wooden existence i want some repose some peace and where am i to rest if not alone with you let us go to italy pyotr ivanitch she said almost in tears you are good and noble i know you are capable of a generous deception but perhaps the sacrifice is useless perhaps already it is too late and you are throwing up your pursuits have pity on me liza and don't let me believe that replied pyotr ivanitch or you will see i am not made of flint i repeat to you that i don't want to live with the head alone i am not altogether frozen yet she looked at him earnestly doubtingly and is that true she asked after a pause you really want peace 
you are not going away only on my account no on my own account as well but if it's for my sake i wouldn't for anything no not for anything no no i am unwell worn out i want to rest she gave him her hand he kissed it with warmth so we are going to italy he said very well let us go she answered in an expressionless voice pyotr ivanitch felt a load taken off his heart some good will come of it he thought they sat still a long while not knowing what to say to one another there is no saying which would have broken the silence first if they had remained alone together longer but rapid footsteps were heard from the adjoining apartment alexander made his appearance how he had altered how he had filled out how bald he had become how stout and rosy he had grown with what dignity he carried his corpulence and the decoration on his breast his eyes were bright with enjoyment he kissed his aunt's hand with special feelings and pressed his uncle's hand where have you come from asked pyotr ivanitch guess replied alexander significantly you seem in unusually good spirits to-day said pyotr ivanitch looking at him inquiringly i bet you a wager you won't guess said alexander ten or twelve years ago i remember you once rushed in on me in the same way observed pyotr ivanitch and you broke something of mine too then i guessed at once that you were in love but now can it be so again no it can't be you have too much sense to he looked at his wife and suddenly stopped short don't you begin to guess asked alexander his uncle looked at him and still deliberated not this time are you going to be married he said hesitatingly you have guessed cried alexander in triumph congratulate me but really to whom asked his uncle and aunt together to the daughter of alexander stepanitch really well she is a wealthy match said pyotr ivanitch and the father well i have just come from him why should her father not consent quite the contrary he listened to my proposal with tears in his eyes embraced me and said that now he could die happy that he knows to whom he is entrusting his daughter's happiness only walk in he said your uncle's footsteps did he say that you see even here your uncle has been of use to you but what did the daughter say said lizaveta alexandrovna oh she did you know as all girls do replied alexander she said nothing only blushed and when i took her hand her fingers quite played a tune upon my hand they trembled so she said nothing remarked lizaveta alexandrovna is it possible that you did not take the trouble to ascertain her feelings before you made your offer was it a matter of indifference to you why are you going to be married then why one can't be a butterfly for ever i am sick of solitude the time has come ma tante to settle to found a family and set up a house of one's own to fulfil one's duties my fiancée is pretty and rich but my uncle here will tell the reasons for getting married he used to tell me them so precisely pyotr ivanitch unobserved by his wife made a sign to him with his hand not to quote him and to hold his tongue but alexander did not observe it but possibly she may not care for you said lizaveta alexandrovna it may be that she loves someone else what do you say to that uncle what would you say you are better at speaking than i but i will quote your own words alexander not noticing that his uncle was twisting uneasily in his seat and coughing significantly to put a stop to his speech 
if you marry for love love will pass and you will come to live by habit if you marry not for love you will come too to the same result you will get used to your wife love is love and marriage is marriage these two do not always go together and it is better when they do not go together isn't that right uncle you used to instruct me in that way you know he glanced at piotr ivanitch and stopped suddenly seeing that his uncle was looking at him with a face of fury he looked open-mouthed in bewilderment at his aunt then again at his uncle and said no more lizaveta alexandrovna shook her head mournfully well so you are going to be married said piotr ivanitch it's a suitable time now to be sure but you were wanting to be married at three-and-twenty youth uncle youth yes it was youth alexander grew grave and then smiled what is it inquired piotr ivanitch oh i was struck by an incongruity what incongruity when i was in love replied alexander meditatively i was not able to marry and now you are getting married and you are not able to love added his uncle and both laughed it follows from that uncle that you were right in your theory that suitability is the principle piotr ivanitch again turned a face of intense fury upon him alexander was silent not knowing what to think you are going to be married at five-and-thirty said piotr ivanitch that is quite proper but you remember what a delirium you fell into then how you vociferated unequal marriages revolted you that the bride was dragged like a victim decked in flowers and diamonds and thrust into the embraces of an elderly creature generally unattractive and bald how about your own head youth youth uncle i did not understand the realities of things said alexander smoothing his hair with his hand the realities of things continued piotr ivanitch but do you remember how desperate you were over that what was her name natasha was it furious jealousy transports heavenly bliss what has become of all that now now uncle stop said alexander getting red where is the titanic passion tears uncle what you have done with sincere outpourings you have done with gathering yellow flowers you are tired of living alone oh if that's it uncle i am not the only one who has been in love raved been jealous wept wait a minute i have a written document in my possession he pulled a pocket-book out of his pocket and after fumbling some time among the papers he drew out an old almost worn-out and yellow sheet of paper here ma tante, he said is the proof that my uncle was not always such a rational ironical and practical man he too knew something of sincere outpourings and gave expression to them not on official paper and with special ink for four years i have carried that scrap about with me and kept waiting for an opportunity to confront my uncle with it i had all but forgotten it but you yourself reminded me what nonsense is this i don't understand it a bit said piotr ivanitch looking at the scrap of paper here then look at it alexander held the paper up before his uncle's eyes suddenly piotr ivanitch's face darkened give it up give it up alexander he cried hurriedly and tried to snatch it but alexander quickly drew back his hand lizaveta alexandrovna looked at him with curiosity no uncle i won't give it up said alexander until you acknowledge here before my aunt that you too were in love once like me and everybody or else this document shall be put into her hands to your eternal reproach brute cried piotr ivanitch what trick are you playing on me you don't want me to 
come come i have been in love give it up no kindly say that you were raving jealous well i was jealous and raving said pyotr ivanitch scowling you shed tears no i didn't shed tears it's not true i was told so by my auntie own up i can't bring my tongue to utter it alexander perhaps i will try now ma tante take the document show me what is it she inquired holding out her hand i shed tears i did give it up cried pyotr ivanitch in desperation by the lake by the lake and you gathered yellow flowers i did there you have everything give it up no not everything give me your word of honour that you will consign my follies to eternal oblivion and give up taunting me with them i give you my word of honour alexander gave him the paper pyotr ivanitch snatched it lighted a taper and burnt the scrap of paper in it tell me at least what it was about inquired lizaveta alexandrovna no my dear that i will not tell at the last judgment replied pyotr ivanitch but is it possible i wrote that can it be you did uncle interposed alexander i can repeat if you like what was written in it i know it by heart angel adored by me alexander we shall be enemies for life cried pyotr ivanitch angrily they are ashamed as though it were a crime and of what said lizaveta alexandrovna of first pure love she shrugged her shoulders and turned away from them in that love there was so much that was stupid said pyotr ivanitch gently insinuatingly between us now there was no question of sincere outpourings of flowers and walks by moonlight but you loved me you know yes i am thoroughly used to you replied lizaveta alexandrovna vacantly pyotr ivanitch began to stroke his whiskers despondently well uncle inquired alexander in an undertone isn't that what you want pyotr ivanitch made a sign to him to signify be silent it's pardonable in pyotr ivanitch to think and behave like this said lizaveta alexandrovna he has been the same so long and no one i imagine has known him otherwise but in you alexander i did not expect such a change she sighed what do you sigh for ma tante he asked for the alexander of old days she replied is it possible you could have wished me ma tante to remain what i was ten years ago said alexander uncle is right in calling it foolish sentimentality the countenance of pyotr ivanitch began to grow wrathful alexander stopped no not what you were ten years ago said lizaveta alexandrovna but four years ago do you remember what a letter you wrote me from the country how splendid you were then i fancy i was a sentimentalist then too said alexander no you were not sentimental then you had interpreted and understood life for yourself then you were splendid noble wise why did you not remain so why was it only in words on paper and not in fact this brightness peeped out like the sun from behind a cloud for one instant you mean to say ma tante that now i am not wise nor noble oh god forbid no but now you are wise and noble in some other way not in my way what's to be done ma tante said alexander with a sonorous sigh it's the age i progress with the times one cannot stay behind you see i follow my uncle i quote his words alexander said pyotr ivanitch savagely let us go to my study for a minute i want to have a word with you 
they went into the study what possessed you to appeal to me to-day said piotr ivanitch do you see what a state my wife is in what is it asked alexander in alarm haven't you noticed anything why it's come to my throwing up my position my business everything and going to italy with her what are you saying uncle cried alexander in bewilderment why this year you are bound to be in the privy council yes but if the privy councillor's wife is dying he walked despondently three times up and down the floor no he said my career is over my work is done fate does not permit to advance further so be it he made a gesture of abnegation we had better talk about you he said you seem to be following in my footsteps i couldn't do better uncle added alexander yes piotr continued at a little over thirty a councillor a good official salary while by unofficial work you are making a large income and now in due course you are to marry a wealthy yes the ottawaffs are making their mark you are following in my footsteps except for the backache but i sometimes suffer with it already said alexander rubbing his spine it's all excellent of course except the spinal trouble continued piotr ivanitch i did not think i confess that anything much could be made of you when you came up here you were always occupying your brain with spiritual questions flying off to the clouds but that's all over now and thank god for it i would say to you continue to follow in my footsteps except except in what uncle oh i should have liked to give you some advice in regard to your future wife what is it that's curious but no said piotr ivanitch after a short pause i am afraid of making things worse act as you feel yourself perhaps you will guess let us rather talk of your marriage they say your fiance has a dowry of two hundred thousand really yes her father gives her two hundred thousand and she has a hundred left her from her mother then that's three hundred exclaimed piotr ivanitch almost with awe and moreover he said to-day that he would give us his five hundred serfs now to be at our full disposal on condition of our allowing him seven thousand a year he will live with us piotr jumped up from his chair with an alacrity not like him stop stop he said you are making me dizzy what did you tell me say it again how much five hundred serfs and three hundred thousand in money alexander repeated you are not joking a likely joke uncle and the property is not mortgaged asked piotr ivanitch softly not moving from his place no the uncle folding his arms looked for some minutes respectfully at the nephew a career and a fortune he said almost to himself admiring him and what a fortune and so quickly everything everything alexander he added proudly and solemnly you are my blood you are an adoff be it so embrace me and they embraced one another it's the first time uncle said alexander and the last rejoined piotr ivanitch this is not an ordinary occasion come even now don't you want contemptible money apply to me for once ah i want it uncle there's an infinity of expenses if you could let me have ten fifteen thousand at last for the first time exclaimed piotr ivanitch and for the last uncle this is not an ordinary occasion said alexander end of epilogue recording by expatriate in bangor maine end of a common story by ivan goncharov translated by constance garnett 
1861 to 1946.